he was like that must have been a massive rock i was like yeah it was a huge rock and it like it landed right in the middle you can see it it's like cracking from there from underneath the reversing mirror before we jump into this episode we wanted to remind you that we swear a lot as we go through this and that we'll be talking about different subjects that may be triggering to some listeners such as domestic violence sexual assault covert control sex and overall r-rated material we won't be talking in depth about most of these things in each episode and if we are we will give you a trigger warning before we delve into something too deep but we wanted to start each episode with saying look after your own mental health and if it's not worth it today don't listen to the episode Oh my fucking god. I know. Girl, you said two minutes, 20 minutes ago. I know. But I said an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Then. Yeah. Oh, you were silent. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Oh, that's okay. Um,. So today we're talking about like rough stuff, right? Yeah, you want to talk about uh, the domestic abuse, right? Yes. And I'll add on uh, whatever I can. I'll just say whatever comes to mind when it comes to mind. But I know with myself that I have a hard time putting it into words you know well and I think a big part of it is that you are given a lot of chances right before anything physical happens and not that it's ever your fault but that um he would do things that you could conform or it would escalate. So he'd be screaming at you if you didn't conform. He would spit on you if you didn't conform. He would throw an object close to your head if you didn't conform. Maybe you would get pushed. And then if you didn't conform, you know, so it's a big, it is a big lead up to if it does get physical. Because um, so, uh, so uh, the thing that you remember is even if Naomi says that, she wasn't really involved in the physical abuse as much as I was. And my physical abuse, I mean, I will get to the point where I was held up against a wall by my neck in Rome um, by the end of the episode. But um, for the most part, wasn't very physically abusive. But we were under the threat of violence 24-7 because we were behaving so that we weren't in a situation where we were hit. So you could either do what he said or you could get hit. And most of the time you were doing what he said to avoid that. So um, it is never your fault if you get hit. But I think that there were ways that we both kept ourselves physically safe in the relationship by going along with the other abuse. Yeah, absolutely. I think I have a hard time uh, putting it into words because 
I don't know, even though just an example, like if he rapes me and I know that he's raping me and I know that it's rape, I still have a hard time saying those words, saying that it is rape, you know? And I don't know. I don't know why. I think he made it that way. I think it is like guilt and shame and him telling me that, oh, I'm not abusive, you know? And he would constantly say that. Always. Always. Who told me to, like, don't act like I abuse you or don't don't treat me like that way. Like, don't. Don't would, like, I abuse you. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um. Yeah. I think one of the first things that he would do would, would be mentally let you know where he's which was one thing he would always say is that if you ever touched a man that he that that man had full brain to beat the shit out of you and that he would always tell you if you ever fucking try put your hands on me see what happens if you were getting angry um and you would have no intention of physically doing anything to him nor would you ever do anything physically to him but if you were mid-argument he would say something like that just to let you know I will beat the shit out of you um even though the conversation wasn't in a place like that yeah absolutely he did that to me too yeah like you said I think it started with like the mental abuse like telling saying stuff like that and also controlling because he was like slowly controlling, commenting yeah. what you eat, commenting on what you're wearing, how you do your hair, how you do your makeup, you know. Right. And so you feel less than. And the point of that is that when the bad stuff is happening, you don't have the confidence to get out or you're pining for the times that he was nice to you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then slowly, I think one of the first things he did to me mm-hmm. was um, that story where we have the same with the spitting on the floor. Yeah. Well, I go. think that was like the first time. Do you want to, do you want to say it? Or he would he would spit on me during arguments and say that's what I think of you. The first time that he spat, he didn't spit on me. He spat on the floor directly next to my foot, like directly next to me, and like stood on it. So he was like putting out a cigarette and said that's what I think of you. Um, was all up in my face, and I think that was similar for you. Yeah, it was the same, and I think that was like the first time. I don't know. Is that called? physical abuse Um, because by then he's not touching me right I don't know 
And I think it's interesting that there is this huge definition of like, well, does that count as this? Like, it's all obviously abusive. Like, what does it matter which pigeonhole it falls into? Like, we have to at some point look at abuse as abuse. And I was thinking about this the other day. I've actually been chatting with a lot of people. A lot of people have found the podcast from my past life currently. Um, And a couple of people I sent it through sent it to and um one of the people I was chatting to you know I was saying to them like I think the financial stuff because they had just listened to that episode and I said that I think that that was the worst of it all because it's lasting like you have real consequences now even though you haven't been with him for ages and I'm still dealing with it now even though I haven't been with him in 10 years so yeah. he, I and I said to this person like he can't hit me anymore but I like I feel it every single paycheck. Like, so the financial stuff for me would absolutely be the worst. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, for me as well, I think. With the babysitter calling for my name, but she has redirected him. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I think it's the same for me with the financial abuse. That's, like, the worst, even though, like, physical right then and there is more painful the um financial abuse is just it lasts it's gonna last for years it's still gonna be there in five years when i haven't been with him for like seven years hopefully going to court is gonna help me fix some of it but i don't believe it will i'm mentally prepared to just having to pay all of this for ages yeah but well, I think um, yeah so I, I think that it's it's silly to assume that the physical stuff was the worst stuff it was certainly always fearful of being of something physical happening yeah, right then and there in the situation, you're afraid of the physical abuse. You're not really afraid of the financial abuse because you're living in that situation. You're living day to day. You're just surviving and you're not really thinking about the financial abuse. Right. Because right then and there, you're scared of the physical and the emotional and the psychological abuse, you know? Right. I think, um, so if we're getting into some of the physical stuff, I mean, I, I'm very good at patching holes in walls, very practiced at that. Um, oftentimes he would throw a remote at a wall if he was angry at, or angry with me, and that would yeah. often leave a small hole. And then he would do this weird thing where he would, like, hang a picture up over it, like we would never repair until we were going to move. And then we'd, like... It was almost like you weren't allowed to fix it. Like, because I could, yeah. right? I was fixing all of the holes. But you can fix them when we're about to leave. I'm going to hang something up here and you're going to, like, it was almost like a reminder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. what was even up with that? Like, I don't get it. Like, I remember having to, like, patch holes in the walls, like, the week before we moved. And then if it was like a bigger hole or bigger damage, then it takes a couple of days because it has it has to dry in between. Right, right. But 
happened a few times. I was like barely even allowed to go buy paint, you know? Yeah. And like, why? It needs to, and I used to tell them all the time, like, it needs to either we fix it or it's taken out of the deposit. And it being taken out of the deposit is going to be way more than fixing it yourself. Because yeah. if it's taken out of the deposit, yeah, it's not like right. they're going to buy. It's okay. It's not like they're going to buy what they need and fix it themselves. No, they're going to get somebody professional to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be yeah. like double half the price. Of the deposit. Yeah. yeah. But I know. He would always do that. But um, so he would break holes in the wall if he was frustrated. He would spit near me, and or or sometimes he would spit on me. But he would always make a point, even if he'd spat directly in my face, to say that I didn't spit on you. I spat next to you, or I spat. I didn't spit on you. I spat near you. Yeah, always. Even though, like in the beginning, it, it, that was true. In the beginning, it was like next to. Or near or in my direction, but it didn't hit me. Right. You know, I didn't get the spit on me. Am I speaking very like quietly because my mum's sleeping at my no, mum's house? Okay, because I don't want to sound like I'm about to fall asleep again. But I'm right, trying right. to find like the right volume. Um. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um. So that was another thing. Very early on, he, um, my friend saw him, like, hit me with a sandwich as a joke, like, slapped me with a sandwich because it was a shit sandwich because I was already making all of his meals. This was very early in. And it was, like, a joke, but she, this is the girl who was always very suspicious of him, but she picked up on that. And when I left him, finally, and I told her, like, hey, it was abusive. And you know what she said? She's like, yeah, I remember the first time he hit you with a sandwich. And she's yeah. like, it was a joke, but I knew what was happening, like what yeah. it was leading into, which is so interesting. Yeah, because that's it. Like, today is a sandwich. What is it going to be next week or next month or next year? Right. It always gets worse. Right. Um... I think another thing that was physically threatening during the time was if he was angry, like always he had to drive and when he was angry and driving was very scary. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about you had a story where he was dropping you off at work and you were texting him and he was really angry. I don't know if we've told that on here yet or not. Yeah, well... First of all, in general, just when he was driving, I was always scared, even if we were just going to the store, just a quick trip or whatever. I would, like, do whatever I could to make sure that we didn't fight. But sometimes he did everything in his power to have a fight. So it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be the sweetest person on the planet to him and he's still gonna find something wrong with it to cause a fight because he just wants to fight and I remember being so fucking scary in the car because he'd drive like fucking crazy like towards the end if he was driving and um I was in the car in my head I was like 
Because I would scream at him and be like, stop the fucking car. Let me get out. If you're going to drive like a dickhead, then let me get out of the car. I don't want to be in this car when you're driving like this. And he's like, oh, fuck off. And just refusing to stop the car. He's oh, like, you make me sound fall. like I'm scaring you. Like he would like, yeah. 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 And then he's like, what? I'm just going to leave you here stranded. And I used to tell him, like, I'd rather be stranded. He's like, yeah. I'm in full control of the car. Like, don't you worry about that. He would say that to me too. Yeah. And I'd be like so fucking scared. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so we're driving, what, 80 kilometers an hour where it's like 50 or 60. And in my head, I'm like, what, how do I jump out of this car? Like what? Do I break a bone? Do I break a leg or an arm? Or am I going to die? Like, what's my safest? Like, if I try, if I do try to jump out of the car, then how how can I do it without hurting myself too bad? Because I was like, oh, like, but I don't want to die. So it's like planning in my head how the fuck can I jump out of this car before he starts driving even faster. I remember yeah, driving to Miami and we were in a huge fight and I was like, how can I leave? We just left Australia, like just on the beginning of our road trip and he was like driving, terrifying, and I'm just like crying but I'm facing out the window because you can't let him see that you're crying, right? No. And because he'll get even angrier. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, trying to think of how I could jump out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like planning, like, okay, well, we're going to Miami, and then we're going to Houston. Like, maybe I could just leave him there, but and because my family was in Houston, that's who we were going to stay with. And I was like, I'm just going to break up with him before Houston. And yeah. um, and then by the time, like, I can't even explain it. Like, I was like, but where will he go? Like, I was so worried for him for years and years after I left him. I was so worried for him, what he was doing, who was looking after him, how he was surviving. It's so stupid. Yeah. I remember it, it, it felt like when I got to that point in my head of, like, how do I leave him? It felt like he could, like, read my mind or something. Because yeah. it's like... It felt like he knew. He knew when you were thinking. Now, yeah. Now you're, now you're at the breaking point. Now it's like he pushed until that point, and then he just shifted. Yeah. Oh, babes, I didn't mean it like that. Uh-huh. You just make me so fucking angry. Yeah. I hate fucking. Um, what is it that he used to say? I hate attitude. Yeah, I hate it. We don't. We're not gonna have any. Yeah, but you just make me so fucking angry with the attitude. And so, even when he's luring you back, so even when he's luring you back in, it is um, blaming you. Still blaming you. you. Exactly. Yeah. So then you behave better because you want to avoid the fight. Yeah. Because now he's ending the fight and you can't keep going on the fight. And then you're like, then he's being super sweet. And then you're like, okay, um, I guess I'm fine. Like yeah. now he's being nice. I can't break up with him now. Yeah. You know, and it just 
turns into years. But, yeah. Um, So you had mentioned that um, when, you know, you you knew that if you were going to be isolated in another country that the abuse would be worse and you had mentioned early on that there's no way you'd ever be sent to work with a black eye so well. So when it was the worst for me was in areas where I was isolated, couldn't speak the language, didn't have that many people around me and um, didn't have any contact with my family. And so the worst of it was during that time in Norway. Um, And there's two big incidents that I remember. (laughs) In the first is... When you were in Norway, you didn't work. That's right. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't, because the visa I was on. So, um, I would, um, I, I, I don't, one time he like grabbed me by my shoulder and it ripped the muscle and I don't remember what the fight was about. It was during the time that I had found out about the social central stuff, but everything at this time was sort of at its head like he would come home from work and I would be in lingerie and heels and perfect makeup to see if he would maybe want to have sex with me and he wouldn't and so it was like and like there were so many rules in Norway just so so many rules I wasn't allowed to go anywhere I wasn't allowed to do anything so I just had to make his hot breakfast and fruit plate in the morning I would make him wake him up with a massage Every morning, and then we give him a fruit plate, fruit plate, and a hot breakfast. And then I would make him coffee while he got ready. He would go to work. I would work out. Um, yeah, or tea, hibata. He didn't drink coffee. I don't know. He was like, I've never had coffee. Maybe he didn't drink coffee. I don't remember. But um, so I would get him already everything he needed, and then I would um. Then I would, um, like, go work out the first time, come home, clean the house, get everything ready. I would have made his lunch and said that with him as the time he didn't need it. He'd have something at work, but I had to have a lunch for him. And then I would cook dinner. He would come home, cook dinner. Um, so it was, And then I would sometimes go to the gym with my friend, a friend that he knew, um, but I had location, I always had to have my location on, and so he knew exactly where I was and for how long and um, everything. So, like, he would, and he would let me know he was checking it. Like, if I walked down to the grocery store, he would, like, send me a text, like, oh, grab some milk or something, like, something to let me know he knew where I was. Where you were, yeah. So, um, this is sort of, like, the level, and I'm, like, begging for his attention and he's treating me like shit and so like then I'd get ready and like hopefully maybe I can make him happy and have sex tonight even though I didn't really want to it was for him so that he would love me more like it's all happening so I don't remember what the fight was about but he grabbed my shoulder and like ripped a muscle and my whole shoulder bruised like the whole thing was very red you've seen a photo actually I'll put the photo on the Instagram once we post this episode live yeah. and um I'd sent a picture to my friend and she had said um like you know oh, oh my god you know I said that I'd done it at the gym which was a believable story because I lifted a lot of weights really hard and it's 
possible that I could have torn a shoulder. So um, she was like, oh, let's go to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. And there's no reason to not go to the doctor in Norway because they have healthcare, just like everywhere else in the world apart from America. Don't be vote. Yeah. Um, so they, so she's like, let's go down. And I was like, no, there's nothing they can do. But I was like, it hurts so bad. And she was like, she can't, she messed that she again was like, I think, you know, we should go down. And I was like, no, we don't need to go to the doctor. Like, cause I couldn't go to the doctor because of why, how it happened. So the thing is that then um, she remembers that now and it's like, yeah, it was so strange that you wouldn't go see the doctor about it. Um, but obviously I couldn't because of how it happened. Um, so that was probably the second worst physical thing that happened to me. Sorry, my dog. I'm going to murder the dog just for everyone playing at home. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Lay down. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. You can cut that out. <laughs> um, the main one was when we were in Rome. And this was during the time where he was holding the ring over my head a lot. And um, so I knew that he had the ring. We had gone through the catfishing stuff. I'm just for where we are headspace-wise. I'm constantly checking when he's online on this catfish stuff. Um he's like let's go to Rome this weekend I'm begging him for sex he won't have it with me and then he's like I have an idea let's go have a romantic weekend put the spark back in and you know oh, we've always wanted to go to Rome and blah 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 and um you think that it's because maybe I'll give you this ring this trip and we've done Paris we've done a bunch of different trips like this mm. so we're going there for the weekend and we have a decent first day and then that night I was wanted to have sex because I want him to love me and I like for you you were saying that you like like thank god don't touch me which I was but I want I was so diminished by him and so wanting his love that I asked for it every day and was denied yeah. every day yeah. so I um and it's, it is truly the reason I worked out twice a day. I, I, I wanted him to find me attractive. Yeah. Um, so we're in Rome, we have this big day, it's nice. We've like gone for like romantic dinner or whatever. And um, we are back and like I'd like to have sex and he doesn't want to, well, you know, we just went to the Vatican. Always, he would always bring religion into it. Like one time I asked for sex on Christmas and he was like, it's Jesus's birthday, Caitlin. How disrespectful was his response. Yeah. Okay. So like, he was like, we were just at the Vatican all day, like the holiest place. I don't know where your head's at, but mine's like not in the gutter. Like it, like as though I was some fucking sick bitch for even thinking this, right? Like, how could you even be thinking about that right now? Yeah. And then I don't know if it was that night or the next night that I remember and I was like, I think I started crying after he had denied me and um, I, like I went into the bathroom to have a shower. This is, I would always go into the shower and then I would cry in there because he can't know that you're crying. No, he gets angry when angry. you're crying. Yeah. So he denied me again. We're in Rome. I'm like, 
if I do well this trip, he might propose to me, right? So I want to do everything right, and I want him to have sex with me because then he might love me more, and then maybe he'll finally give me this ring. <coughs> Sorry, I think a bad cold it will not disappear. Okay. So he's like, no, and I'm crying in the shower, and I come out, and I think it's obvious that I've been crying, and he is livid. Why would I cry about this? And oh my god! And you know, and so I'm like sitting on the bed, and he starts out nice, but you can tell in his eyes he's like saying nice things, but he's looking at you angrily. Yeah, he's ready to have a fight. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, babe, don't be upset like this. You know, it's just you know." And I was like, "No, like, I was. I didn't even know how to be like." It's every day, though. Like, I was like, it's not. He made it every single time. Like, why are you even acting a big deal? I just don't want to today. And it's like, but it's not. It's the last three years at plus today, plus yesterday, yeah. plus every single time I've been denied. Yeah. It's hurting my confidence. Thanks. And if I do not have a dog tomorrow, you know why. Sorry about the sounds. Um, <laughs> So I was saying, you know, it's longer than this. And then he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, shut up. And he like shoved me down on the bed. And I was like, you're scaring me. And I stood up and he's like, I'm fucking scaring you. He's like, oh, that scared you? And I was like, yeah, you're scaring me. And I was like crying, crying. And these are tiny little hotel rooms in Rome. Oh, by the way, now I'm thinking back, as soon as we arrived, we had this huge fight like he was screaming at me I don't remember why we finally he stopped screaming he's like shut the fuck up or something and then as soon as we're like the screaming stops like someone knocked at the door and they're like oh I just have your fruit plate but they'd obviously been outside like you could tell like their face was like oh my god like you're like they're like yeah um because they were waiting for an opportunity to like knock or something yeah. So we have that, and I, at that very moment, realised, oh, because we fought in hotels a lot, and I was like, oh, everyone can hear in this hotel. Like, yeah. there's this, like, the paper-thin walls. Yeah. So I knew, and I'm like, he's like, the fuck up. And I, like, and I'm kind of annoying. We have to be quiet and stuff. And I'm like, you're scaring me, and we can't. Like, please don't scream at me. Like, everyone can hear. And I'm, I'm like, please just like don't stop stop like he's like coming towards me and I was like just saying how scared I was and he's like you know he's like oh you fucking act like I'm gonna you know like I'm some insane thing like don't fucking act like you need to be scared of me he's like I'll make you scared of me or something and I and I was like I'm sick of it you know you you never have sex with me and you treat me like shit like I was like terrified but I screamed at him and he, like, lunged at me and grabbed me by the neck um, and held me up against the wall. And I remember I remember struggling. And um, I don't really remember how it resolved. That's all. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, shaking. Um, you okay? Yeah. I'm not, I, like, I don't even feel like I'm, I'm just, like, my arm is, like, sh- I'm just, like, shaking. Yeah. And um, I don't, I don't remember the rest of the night. No. But that was the that was the most 
physically scary part of our relationship. But as I said, the physical abuse wasn't the worst part. There was most of the time it was throwing something in my general direction, like a remote or coming up and like hitting the wall right next to my head as though I right next to it, you know, it was always very threatening physically, but never actual physical. But I, I, I was, I was very scared that night. Yeah. And that's everything I have on that topic. Yeah, well, it makes sense that you were scared, of course. And uh, when you said that you don't remember how it resolved, I'm just thinking back and I'm like, in general, most of the fights would resolve with me, like, trying so hard for it to resolve. Trying to, like, please, like, let's, let's not fight. I, like saying sorry I didn't I didn't I'm so sorry I didn't mean that I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like over and over again until he like calmed down like right that was me too in every fight I'm sure it was then too I just have no memory after that but yeah there's so many fights where I'm like I don't really like it always ended with oh I just get so angry when you this or that or attitude or something you know like why would you bring it up like that why would you say something like that just because I said I love you the wrong way you know that would be a reason to have a fight like that time I've talked about when he smashed a window I um I don't even remember how it ended I remember he smashed a window and I was like, look what you fucking did. Why are you trying to fucking scare me? And I remember I was being so, I was so scared that he was going to cut me with the glass. Mm. I was like, this, this is how it's going to happen. This, this time he's really going to go off. And for whatever reason, I was like, look at what you've done. You can clean that up yourself. I'm not touching it. Something like that. I was like rude to him. Mm. Um... Even though I was like scared that now it's gonna, now it's really gonna take off. This fight is just gonna, I'm not, I'm never getting out of this. Um, and I, re- I don't remember what he said, I don't remember what happened, I have no idea, but I remember me cleaning the glass, right? Of course, and how that fight ended I have no idea I just remember that I was telling him you fucking clean it up yourself and then the next thing I remember I'm sitting there and I'm cleaning everything and making sure that there's no glass because of the dog and all that you know and him like are you sure this are you sure you got everything you know crazy I remember two well, I remember three specific car incidents. There was one where I still didn't have my license and he was driving me to work. Uh-huh. And in the car, uh, he was telling me um, that he needed to see my bank account. He needed to see how much was in it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that would be a fight because... The amount in my account would not add up 
to what he would expect it to be. Because I was like secretly paying off uh, bills and right. secretly, secretly like making sure your power doesn't get shut off. Yeah. 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 So I knew that the amount of my in my account was not what he expected it to be. I was like down two or three K, you know, something like that. And I was like, how do I get out of it? And I was like super stupid and I just got uh, defensive, you know. And that obviously he caught on that I got defensive because right. why be defensive? So it's like, what, you don't trust me, you know? Oh, yeah. And then he would always. Because that's yeah. what he uses. So he immediately yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. And then he straight away, he was like, with you and the credit card always lying with oh. the credit card. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a one fucking time. It's years ago. And I didn't lie. We would just started. Just didn't dating. tell you about it because we just started dating. Yeah. But no, he's like, oh, you lied about the credit card. So no, obviously I can't trust you when it comes to um, money. And it's like, it turns into this massive, massive fight because I don't want to show him my bank account because I don't want to have a massive fight. And then it turns into a massive fight that I'm not showing him my bank account. And now it's like a massive fight and he's driving me to work and we're outside work. And he's physically trying to get my phone out of my hand. Yeah. Um, and we parked outside of my work, uh, the back entrance. And my manager and another co- co-worker comes out. And they're sitting down to um, have a cigarette. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, now we can't. He can't, like, physically get it out of my hand because they're right there and they can see it. Right. So he drives off, packs a different place, and I'm like, okay, now they're going to wonder, now they're going to think that's weird. Yeah. And I'm, like, crying, bawling my ass out, and I'm screaming and crying, and it's like, I don't even remember. And at a certain point, I'm like, fuck it, I just, I have to show him because there's nothing else I can do. So I'm like, okay, I gotta show him. So I show him, and I know that as soon as I show him, this fight is gonna escalate because I'm down two or three k. Yeah. So I show him, and the fight escalates. He's like, see, I can't trust you, and I don't even remember what was said. I don't. I have no idea. Right. And then it's you know getting time for me to go to work, and I'm like, I really have to go. I really, really, really have to go. So he parks right outside of the entrance and he's like, what are you going to tell them? Obviously they're going to see that you're crying. You need to have a story. What are you going to tell them? You know, prepping me to like make sure that I don't say anything to them. And it was around the time when he was trying to convince me to put my dog down. Uh, We're going to do that next episode, I've decided, by the way, the dog story. Yeah. So yeah, he's He's trying to get me to put my put my dog down, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I'll just say that I got an appointment to put my dog down." I had the day before, or something like that. I did get an appointment to put my dog dog down. Um, 
So I was like, I'll, I'll just tell them that I just spoke to the vet or something like that. Obviously, it makes sense. I'll be sad because I'm going to have to pull my dog down next week or something like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's a good story. I'm like, okay. And, but he's still super angry, like super, super angry, but just making sure that, you know, I have a good story because I can't tell them anything. And um, so he's like, I'm barely out of the car before he starts driving off. I didn't even get to close the door, but he's speeding off so fucking hard that the door just smashes shut anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so like being that we sat outside and then he drove off and then he puts me in front of the door and he's like speeding off and I'm coming out of the car crying. Obviously they knew that it wasn't my fucking dog. Right. And then my manager, she's like, oh, what's what's wrong? What's going on? And I've had conversations with her later on where um, her dad was abusive. So she knew and she's told me, but she didn't want to tell me anything right then and there so every time I gave her a bullshit story she just pretended like she believed it but she didn't right Um, so I'm like telling them this bullshit story like oh I have to pull my dog down whatever and she's like oh come sit with us I'll get you a coffee so she got me a coffee I was about to start work she's like it's fine a couple of minutes late it's fine just wipe your tears and calm down and then we'll go inside she's like grabbing me uh, a coffee and I was like secretly smoking so she's like giving me a cigarette <laughs> and um, yeah we're just sitting outside talking and eventually I stopped crying so that was like one of the incidents in the car and then another one that must have been either right after or right before I don't know and I have no idea why, but we're in the car and we're fighting for whatever reason. And I'm crying and he's screaming and he's like so fucking angry and he doesn't know what to do. So he's like slams, slams the brake. Mm-hmm. And then he punches that middle mirror in the car. You know, on the front shield, you have that middle mirror. I don't know what it's called. The reversing mirror or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, reversing mirror. Yeah, that one. He, like, punches it, like, so fucking hard with his fist. So the whole front window breaks. So it's, like, I don't know, five or six massive cracks all the way from end to end in this fucking front front window of the car and I was so fucking scared and I didn't know what to do and I'm like god trying to calm him down and I don't remember how the fight started what we were fighting about and I don't remember how it ended I just remember him smashing that fucking window and I was so fucking scared and then I remember a couple of days later because I didn't get it fixed straight away because I wasn't allowed because we, you know, in his head we didn't have money for it even though we had like lots of money on on his account because yeah. he had taken up loans yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I wasn't allowed to fix the, the window. And um, my mom's husband was going with me to the store or something, and I didn't have my license, so we were driving my car, and I was driving because I was allowed to drive with him. So he's so I get in the car, and he sits in the passenger seat, and I start driving, massive like cracks in the windows, in the window, and he didn't see it at first because it was like even though there were like massive cracks, he could clearly see them from the outside, but from the inside on different angles. It's like you don't always see yeah. it. Like you have to, if you're looking outside, you're looking on the drone, you might see them, but you don't notice them, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden he notices and he's like, what the fuck happened here? And I was like, oh, it's just a rock. You know how you, <laughs> your window breaks from rocks, but it won't be breaks like that. He was like, that must have been a massive rock. I was like, yeah, it was a huge rock. And it like it landed right in the middle. You can see it. It's like cracking from there, from underneath the reversing mirror. He's like, yeah, you're right. That's true. He's like, that's strange. I was like, yeah, I know. I need to get it fixed. He's like, you really need to get it fixed because it's illegal to drive with a, a front window like that. I was like, yeah, I know. I just haven't had the money and but I'm gonna do it. He's like, yeah, okay. And then he just, we never talked about it again. Yeah. And we haven't talked about it since. And I don't know. He must have thought something at the point at that time. But today, I don't even think he remembered it. I no, don't know. Probably not. Probably not. And he'd never remember or he chose not to remember. Yeah. Maybe he just chose to ignore it at that point he, because because of my answer. He was like, okay, I'm not going to address it and then just forgot about it. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last time <clears throat> I had my license and at this point we had the BMW mm -hmm. and we're driving, we're going somewhere, I don't know, getting some food somewhere, I don't remember. The dog is in the car and it's me and him and for whatever reason we're having this massive fight again. It's starting while we're getting in the car, you know? Yeah. And we drive for like maybe five minutes. Not long at all. So maybe the fight started even before we got into the car. I don't remember. And I'm telling him, like, calm the fuck down, like don't when you drive in anger that's not good you know it's mm -hmm. you drive like I don't know it makes me scared and it's like oh you're such a fucking baby and why the fuck are you crying and so he pulls into this like side road and goes in that side road for a bit I'm like where are you going and he's like I don't fucking know like because it wasn't the way that we were heading yeah and then he's like slamming the brakes again like really so that you like you get that you get stuck in your seatbelt because it's slamming so yeah. fucking hard. And I'm like yelling at him, like, watch out for the fucking dog because um, she was in the back seat and I always had uh, her own seatbelt. Like she had like a dog seatbelt because I don't know, I'm always scared that something's going to happen to her. So she had her dog seatbelt on, but it was, she was like pulled by it because he was breaking so fucking hard. I was like, watch out for the fucking dog. Like, that seatbelt is for your safety, not for the dog's safety. Like, if you break 
if you crash, then she's still going to break her neck. But it's just to make sure that you don't get her through the windshield or in the back of your head if you're breaking too hard, you know. It's to make sure that it doesn't kill you, but she's still going to die. It's like, don't be so fucking dramatic and whatever. And so he stopped the car. Well, the car is still on, but we're standing still. And then he punches that mirror again. Uh, but this time, like, the mirror moves. It doesn't break the window. And I don't know. I think sometimes when we were fighting, I would, like, push his buttons. Uh, and I think this was one of the times. Because if I push his buttons and just make him angry enough, it's going to get to a point And then it blows over. You know? Right. Um, or he kills me. Who knows? But I would, like, push his button to just get it over with. You know, right? Because I know, like, if I try to make a better nail, it's not going to get better. He needs to get to a certain level before he's willing to let it go. Right. Even though he never lets anything go, he brings it up all the fucking time. But for that time, he's willing to like kind of let it go. I don't know. Um, so I'm like pushing his buttons, and he's again. He got so fucking angry that he opens the car door slams it shut after behind him and then he punches the side mirror and I didn't know that we had these mirrors that it was like a 2008 model BMW so like newer cars when you lock them like the windows go in but on this car you could like manually like make them go in you know just yeah, push them in. So he punches that window. So he like um, goes in. Um, and I was like, I was 100% sure now it's broken, you know. And that's going to be expensive to fix. I didn't know that you were able to do that. So I remember I crawled from the passenger seat to the driver's seat. And I jumped in the car. And I just backed out really fast to get away from him. I locked the doors. So that he wouldn't get into the car. And I go into the main road. And I just drive. Um, and at that point I was like. Okay I'm done now. I have to be done now. Yeah, I have to just be from. From this moment on. I just I have to be free from him. I can never go back. This is it. This is now it's done. Um, so I'm like I'm just going to. I have the dog. I don't need anything else. That's all I have, but I don't care. At least I have her. And now I'm just going to drive to my mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I drive for like 10, 15 minutes and then I call my mum. I'm like, hey, do you want some company or whatever? Like I thought, I'm, I'm on my way to come visit you. That's what I told her. Um, and she's like, oh, that's nice. Just you or I'm like, yeah, me and the dog. She's like, oh, where's Dick? I was like, oh, it's at home, sleeping, whatever. I don't know. She's like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. I'm like super happy that he's not coming, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. And, um, yeah, she, um, on my way, I'm like halfway there. I've been driving for like half an hour. It was like almost an hour driving to my mom's. So I've been driving for like half an hour. And then he starts calling me. And I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not answering. 
And when you know, when you don't answer him, he calls, calls until answer. you answer. Yeah. Yeah. We've already talked about that. So he calls and calls and calls and calls for like ages. And then eventually I'm like, either I have to turn my phone off or um, I have to um, answer him. So I, mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm crying and I'm like, I don't. I'm just a hot mess and um, I answer the phone and he's like why the fuck don't you pick up he had messaged me like call me it's important answer the fucking phone it's important what if I died like always the same every fucking time what if I died what if something happened to me you know and I'm like well you're calling me so nothing's happened like if anything happened you would have called the ambulance or whatever oh. right but he would always say that what if i died yeah. yeah what if i die yeah um so um and then he's like where where are you i thought you were going home i was like no you saw that i was driving the opposite way of home he's like no i didn't say that I was like, well, okay, I'm not on my way home. He's like, where are you? I was like, well, it doesn't matter. He's like, where are you? So it's going on back and forth. He's like, well, I thought you'd be home in like maximum like five minutes or something. Like, you gotta go, you gotta come home. We still gotta eat. Like, pretending like nothing. Yeah, he used to do that as well with me every time I'd try and escape to my mom's. So then I tell him, I'm like, well, I'm not coming home. I'm not coming home then. I was like, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, maybe never. I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm just, I'm done with it. I'm done fighting with you. I I don't want this in my life anymore. He's like, well, we're not fighting now. It's like, we fight fucking 10 times a day. He's like, yeah, we've got to get better at that. But I get so fucking annoyed when you give me attitude. I'm like, I'm not even giving you attitude. Like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm done with this. And then he admits to the reason why he didn't. He wanted me to come home. It wasn't because of food or him thinking I'll be home in like five minutes. The reason was that he was locked out of the house. He didn't have house keys. So he couldn't get into the house. So he's just standing out on the porch and he couldn't do nothing. And then he's helpless. He's literally because he's a joke of a human being. And he wouldn't know where to go or how to get there or what the fuck to do. So he's literally in that situation. He's helpless. He doesn't know what to do. Like I would have called a friend, you know, gone to the shopping center, whatever. But he doesn't, he's, yeah, that's what I mean. He's fucking helpless in situations like that. So, um, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not planning on coming home. Even if you need the kids, like, you can figure it out. I don't know. Um, call a locksmith. I don't, I don't care. He's like, oh, just come home. I was like, no, I'm done with this. I'm, I get, like, you punched, like, the fucking mirror again. Last time was like super expensive to fix it. And then you did the same thing again. Lucky it didn't break. But instead you broke the fucking side mirror. He's like, I didn't break it. I was like, 
Yes, you did, because it's like flapped in and there's nothing I can do about it. It's like, oh, you're so fucking stupid. You just pull it back. You know that you can just, you know that you can manually bend them, right? I was like, no, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, well, of course. You see, you need me. I was like, well, I could have gotten that insert from anybody else. I don't need you to fix that. I'm just saying right. you're scaring me with this. Acting this way, you know. But he's just. I don't know. He Somehow. I turned around and I went home. And I unlocked the door for him and everything was fine again. I don't mm -hmm. even know how he... I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm done with him. I'm like, now I'm getting rid of him. I'm never going back, blah, 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 blah. And like 30 minutes later, I'm at home. Yeah, again. happened every time. Every fucking time. And I've read some statistic that, you know... Um normally you go back to your abuser like seven times or something before you actually get out of it yeah i don't know i think i've had a foot out of the door for like more than seven times yeah absolutely. but he just yeah even the last time like when he came back to norway and we weren't together like i don't even know what happened i don't know why he was there how he came back what the deal was, I don't know. And me, like, telling him all the fucking time, like, we're not together. And still, he's, like, in control. He's just there. Yeah, I know. And even when he left, uh, and I had a new boyfriend, and, you know, still then I felt like he was controlling me. Yeah. If he messaged me, I felt like I had to pick had up to the. Yeah. yeah, I had to pick up the phone. I had to respond, and I felt like so fucking guilty for responding. Mm. Because my boyfriend knew what he was like. He didn't at that point. He didn't know, like in detail, but he could imagine from what I had said. I had shared a lot with him. And, um, like, a lot of the financial stuff I'd share with him. Yeah. Um, so he knew a lot, but a lot of the stuff he could only imagine, you know. He didn't know because I hadn't said it. Right. You know, I wasn't able to use the words, like, um, abuse or sexual assault or rape and all of those words that I'm willing to use now. At that point, right. it was so fresh that I didn't know that it was that bad yeah mm. i know but i don't know like he like the amount of things he smashed and he ruined like he would one thing was like the remote control but like he would smash fucking glass and plates and if i had like a mirror that i really liked he would fucking smash that if there was anything that i like and he would always like threaten to uh, smash my phone and me too always threatening to smash my phone and he did throw my phone a couple of times <sighs> absolutely yeah. but it never for whatever reason it didn't break 
Yeah. And it was an iPhone, so I think that was just lucky. But yeah, he fucking throw whatever was closest to him or whatever he had in his hand. He would even he would even throw his own phone. Yeah. But he's just I don't know, it's just so hard to explain and like it's so hard to remember everything. I feel like I have five years of my twenties and they're just a blur. Yeah, me too. It's so hard to say like this happened in two thousand eighteen and this happened two thousand nineteen. Like I know the whole when I found out he was married or the first time I heard of it, I know it was the summer of 2019 because, like, I've gone through the whole thing and I know when we were in Poland because I can look back on pictures and find dates of, even though I've deleted all the pictures of him or with him, there wasn't a lot of us together anyway because he refused to be on pictures. Right. But there's still pictures of me in Poland and I know that that's a trip with him, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast so far, please like and subscribe and think about leaving us a five-star review. It really helps with the algorithm and it is so much appreciated. And if you want to connect with us, we're on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, and Instagram. Um, it's silenced at 21. Yep. So silenced at 21. So it's at the at symbol and then silenced AT21, the numerals. Yes. So check us out there. And there's also the story about my grandma turning 80. Let's that was a whole save it though. Mess. Naomi, because yeah. I do have to go back to work. Yeah. Because it's the middle of the day. But let's next week do a little teaser here. We were going to tell a story about your grandmother and the story about how he made you put your dog down. Yeah. So we will be back to take you through that. Yeah. Putting the dog down. Jesus Christ. What person does that? Dick. It's fucked up. That's what it would. That is what it is. Yeah. Fucked up. All right, honey, I love you. I love you. Go to bed. I am 100%. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. 3 a.m. <laughs> Bye. Speak in the morning. Bye-bye. Silence to the podcast is co-hosted by Caitlin and Naomi. Join us for weekly visits into the spiral that was...